Welcome to Books and Beer Review, a completely serious, professional examination of the literary arts. Either that, or a group of rambling scatterbrains trying to talk about books a few drinks in. Either way, it's our goal here to save you some time by reading some books and trying some alcoholic beverages so we can let you know if they're your style. I'm your host today, Patrick, and of course today I am joined by my co-hosts, Kevin and Craig. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Hello everyone, Uh, today I'm going to talk about a book called Never Let Me Go by Kazuo Ishiguro. Is it a romance novel? It is vaguely a romance novel, but it is more a dystopian style novel, which seems to be coming a theme here. (laughs) On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your pronunciation of the author's name? Pretty good. I would agree it's like a 7. 10? A 10. Okay. 10. So perfect. Yes. Not not pretty good, but perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Kazuo Ishiguro. Yes. Very good. So this book takes place in England. Um, Not Japan? No. The author moved to England and then he wrote a book about it, apparently. Um, That's what I do when I So this either takes place in the late 90s or, or no, early 90s or late 80s. But I guess before we get into the finer details, we should probably talk about the drinks we're having today. Uh, Kevin, do you want to go first? Sure. Patrick, I'd love to. Tonight, I'm drinking a fine, fine beer by the great people over at Goose Island. You may recall them from our last episode where Seamus was drinking Goose Island. This episode, though, I'm drinking their standard IPA. And you know what? Real talk here. It's good IPA for, like, a mass-produced People like to pretend, some people probably do, that Goose Island is still like a craft brew. No, it's not. It's owned by InBev. So, you know, it's mass produced. But it's pretty good for being mass produced. And this comes in a 15-pack, and it was cheaper than Founders All Day IPA. So I think it has supplanted Founders All Day IPA as my poison of choice. A crown has been stolen. Yeah. Like $2. I like that green can color. I think it's a rule. They've gotten less creative with their cans since it, they got bought out. Well, I think if you, you get the bottles, the glasses, it's still got little... It's like a rule, though. If you're making an IPA, it's got to be green. Unless, I think that all unless of their, it's got fruit infusion, then it's orange. All of their cans should have some type of goose or island on it, or a goose-shaped island. And or an island-shaped goose. Well, yeah, it does the fact say that goose island. really upsets me. Do you guys remember the goose island in Cape Girardeau? No. Oh, yeah, actually. And, uh, I'm not sure wasn't it in that Kapaha Park? Yeah. There's an island in the middle of the lake. I was probably drunk. always congregating on it. <laughs> I was probably drunk. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what you're drinking? Today I'm drinking a, I'm going to probably butcher this, Sejoins. It is from the... Uh, Zero to ten, what, what, what's your... Browery Martins in Bocalt. Um, it Bo- is a... Bocalt's where? I don't know. It just says Bocalt. Uh, Belgium. It's German. Belgium. Not yes. Belgium's the same thing. This is a Belgian blonde. From the brewery I just already mentioned, and it has. Uh, it looks like a good beer, actually. Six pounds per square inch of power in it. <laughs> Were you trying to do torque there? <laughs> Whatever. Because it's foot pounds. I had, I had to replace my word since he stole it. Oh, um, Craig stole it. I just admired it. it is, I, I didn't use it. I didn't say mine last time. Yeah, I didn't say mine either. How many kilowatts it's, does mine have? It's it's not good. I don't like this beer. <laughs> 
Really? Not really. No, it it kind of somewhat tastes a tiny bit car- caramelly, but I don't I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. Take that, Belgium, you waffle eating son of a bitches. Usually, I like beers from uh, the uh, Belgian breweries, but I'm not a fan of this one. Mine's five point nine kilowatts. <laughs> That's how the Australians measure our power. Um. I am drinking a Zwickle beer again from... God damn it, Craig. <laughs> Urban Breaking Chestnut. Uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, I still have Did you learn nothing over. from me? You just lie about what you're drinking if it's not different. Uh, I refuse. Uh, and I can't see the amount of alcohol content in it because you decided to change the light color in here to red, which makes it even harder for me to see <laughs> <laughs> what's on the can. Uh, all right. I, I got you. Alexa, make the dining room blue. That should fix everything, It's a right? blue can. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> quite a change. You're like a dog. You can't throw a red ball for... Or no, you can't throw a blue ball for a dog because it looks green to them. <laughs> you can't see it. That's how it works. So anyway, let's get into this book. Okay. I kind of like blue. So, By Ichiguru. Plus, you can see all the fluid stains Ichiguru, on the table. Yes. So this book follows the main character, whose name is Kathy H. Um, and she is a, quote, carer... And she says she's been doing that for 11 plus years. So is this a personality type or an occupation? It is an occupation. So she's like a visiting angel? No. Visiting angels, Um, take care of uh, your old people. A common theme in this book is they tend to use kind of vague terminology for things. Okay, so she could be like a nurse. She is a nurse, basically. Ah, I cracked it, Craig. And I guess kind of like a end of life kind of... Hospice Facility, nurse? Hospice nurse. Is that the word you're looking for? That's hospice? probably the best term it, for it's it. It's the only term for it as far as I know. Yeah. A denatorium? De- well, de- a, denatorium. A, a diorama? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, like I said, that's going to be kind of trend throughout the book. They use words for other things. Like, um, well, I'll get into that. Um, so... It starts off in the the present, but immediately goes back to the past because she's currently thirty one. But she goes back to when she was a teenager, like so flashbacks whole... type thing, or well, all the book takes place takes oh, in the past, okay. and then it that eventually catches up to the present. Okay, okay. Now, does it catch up like in the sense that it progresses, or does it just flash back to the present? It progresses to the present. So it's over a ten year span. Well, twenty year span, more or less. But I mean, there are, there are how long has it been since nineteen ninety? There are jumps. I'm not sure what year the book ends, but uh, so I guess it would be about 2000 or so. Okay, so 10 years. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, what a quaint time, 2000. And she grew up in a place called Hailsham Academy, which is basically a boarding school. Is it a sham? Because it's, if it's not, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> I, it, it's built yeah, on a plane, I so it's a hill sham. <laughs> I guess you could call it a sham. Um so it's very cut off from society. It's surrounded by woods, and they have very little contact with the outside world. Wait, wait. I know this one. She's a wizard, right? No, she's not a wizard. Oh, no, no dark lords? If only. Um, so it jumps into it, and it's kind of like a strange kind of school. Not only are they cut off from society, but they only really focus on like the very basics and then art for the most part. Um, so it's a very creative, hippie kind of. So it is thing. Harry Potter, but much less interesting because there's no mm. magic. It's art instead. No, <laughs> it's 
it's nothing like Harry Potter. Um, and it's not really a spoiler because it tells us pretty early on that these kids are basically being raised like cattle, like for the slaughter. Um, and their entire point is they will eventually be organ donors you until they die. You mentioned this oh, wow. book when I brought up the island starring Ewan McGregor. I think Jessica I brought up Alba. the island. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. So, is that Jessica Alba? So wait a second. No, so, I think it's Scarlet Johansson. Why are they going through school right. if they're literally just being brought up to being harvested? That's something them. they dis- like think about throughout. Like, why are we doing all this fancy? Some artwork? of them are brain donors, obviously. <laughs> so Jeez. they're 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 clones, okay, of just people. And right. then they eventually, once they leave school, they will be. Are there like any famous clones? To... No, like no, like Queen Elizabeth. No, it's clone? not like the island where you're um, a clone of a specific person, and then you give your organs to them. Oh, you're just a person, and then whoever needs it. Hey, it's your turn. So is there Tough any luck. significance at all about oh, who wow. they're cloned from? No. Uh, it goes into it where... Um, That's a lot of work for an organ you could just grow. I guess yeah. I didn't know that back then, though. Yeah. Um, it goes into that a little bit in that like they're like, well, you could just be some uh, like homeless person who just donated their DNA to be grown into a clone. Yeah. Kind of the same way you can like sell off your blood plasma or whatever if you're uh, really In all likelihood, you would be like, a drug addict clone or yeah, something. Yeah, and it goes into that a lot. But Craig raises, raises an interesting point. If they can clone whole people, why can't they just clone the organs themselves? Well, they, because we that, that wouldn't be we, as interesting of a story, Kevin. We also know that okay, now. So, we didn't know that back then. What, in the year 2000, that it's easier to clone an organ than a person? Well, this was... this. She goes to the year 2000. This takes place yeah. before then. This takes place when in the, the 80s first and 90s. Cloned? I'm pretty sure it was like uh, 94. That happened. Yeah. Anyway, so continue. So, so wait, is she in this? Like, she's in. The, she's a student at the school. Okay. And what a carer is is once you leave school, you'll take care of the previous generations of students until they die, and then you will take their place. Oh turn. wow! So this is like a self-efficient type school, <laughs> pretty much. Like, um, yeah. What's wow. to stop you from just saying? And I'll use the parlance of the location. Bullocks to that. Well, the thing is, they're, I'm gonna go they're open raised a fish and chip stand. with basically none of the characters have any kind of like sense of self. They're raised without any kind of ambitions or thoughts of the future. They're oh, okay. basically trained to be mindless sheep. Do we know is that biological or just social construct? Uh, it could be both. It mostly goes in the social aspect of it, but it wouldn't surprise me if they tampered with their DNA at the same so time. So if the Magua came here and offered them a revival machine, I, I, don't, think they're ah! I don't know what those words mean. <laughs> that was a little ham-fisted, Craig, but you still get credit. And I hate you. Um, so there's the main character, Kathy H. <laughs> the Magua also are for the humans as cattle, just saying. There's also two other characters in the book. Uh, first one, his name is Tommy, who is a big athletic guy. Um... And he's got a kind of a strange personality. The way, I, the only th- way I can think of describing it is he doesn't have the ability to mind read, and that he can't figure out what other people's intentions are for him. Like he's very gullible, and whenever you eventually do trick him into something, he'll get really pissed off about it. <laughs> so he's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's yeah. <laughs> you just described <laughs> he, an he, idiot. He just can't figure out. <laughs> That people are constantly fucking with him. Yes, an idiot. 
Okay. But he's a really nice guy. You're really dancing around the word idiot. So who's the other <laughs> person that the you The third follow? character is Ruth, which is basically his complete opposite, and she's the one constantly <laughs> manipulating him the whole time. Okay. And so, and she, these these people are all part of the school and the system. Yeah, they're all students. Okay. And Ruth Do you ever switch is, off to their point of view? Is this always from... It's always from Kathy's point of view. Okay. And it's, her interactions with her friends, Tommy and Ruth. You don't have to tell me why, but do we ever learn why there is a focus of, on art in particular? Yes, but that would be a spoiler. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, and the other thing about Ruth is she's... All, like she, It's not only Tommy that she likes to play tricks on and stuff it's everyone like she will so screw she, with everyone's she's life a lot smarter than other people then not necessarily i don't even think she knows why she's doing it a lot mm-hmm. like she just it's like instinct i'm going to do fuck with your life to see how you react now, and i'm not even i don't even know why i'm doing it i'm just doing it That's, is now is this just like your garden variety grifting or is this more like feminine wiles i'm gonna get you to do something because i'm pretty or something uh probably mostly grifting Nice. Um, I like a good grifter. Tricking people into thinking things that aren't true and whatnot. Ooh, gaslighting. That's what that it's, term Yeah, is. she's a gaslighter. Gaslighting. Yeah, that's probably the best description for her. Uh, but you still kind of sympathize her with her at some point. She's probably the most independent thinker of the group. She, um, Even more than the main character. Yeah, the main character is pretty passive. What's, What's so main- special about the main character, then? Nothing. A real okay. Doremus Jessup, if you it's, will. That's <laughs> strange. From her point to, of view. That's strange to have a main character that has no special quality or attribute. A real yeah. anti-James McGill. She's she's not a big man. She's there to observe, basically. <laughs> okay. So the school has instead of teachers, oh, she's there, a Keanu Reeves. Sure. I get no. Just a blank person you could you can impose your own personality onto. Maybe I don't know. I can't really think of Keanu Reeves as that. That's the Matrix. Is he? That's what Neil is. He's just a generic white guy. Is he? Yes. Is okay. this controversial? Maybe. Not Maybe. Everyone's like a super hacker who uh, can You mean you're not? Fu. No, I can't. First of all, did you ever see him do any super hacking? I think he did at the very yeah, the, beginning. Yeah, the very yeah, he's, beginning. He's, falling, he's asleep at a computer screen at the very beginning. <laughs> That's he the gets, same thing. He gets paid for his work. There's a, some alleged hacking. Okay, so continuing back so, to the story. <laughs> what was the main character's name again? This is Kathy. Kathy. And so the school really, like I said, focuses on art. And what they tend to do is, like, whenever you complete a work, whether it's something you painted or a poem or something like that, you basically trade it in for credit. And then you can either use that credit to buy other people's artwork so you can hang around your dorm, whatever. Or you can um, occasionally, like, a van will come with stuff from the outside world. And you Mm -hmm. can trade your points in for, like clothes that aren't your school uniform or a walkman which is what the main character buys and some tapes she's saved up for a long time yeah this stuff. like 800 yeah because this is when like whatever yeah because this is when like walkmans were right the brand new thing that's like yeah. an actual plot point of the thing like wow you got a walkman and a cd that's amazing wait a cd or a cassette tape and an introduction to the outside world know. that they don't typically <laughs> and it, have. it's a tape yeah that's a big introduction to the outside world. Yeah, but that's basically their only interaction with the outside world. So this van comes in and sells them crap for their art, basically. And and they, they're constantly thinking, why? Because there's also this, um, they call her the, uh, the madam, which is, she's kind of like the headmistress of the school, I guess. And but she, they don't call her mistress. They call her they madam. They call her madam. 
Um, okay. And she, they don't know her name, so they just uh, she's madam because she looks fancy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. She comes and takes the best of the best with her to her gallery, and then just disappears for another couple months. And they're like, why? One, it's kind of bullshit because we're not getting points for the stuff she takes. And two, why is she doing that? So they're always thinking about that at the same time. Um, oh, they take the artwork. Okay. Right. She takes the best of the best artwork. Take no, the not the people. The yeah, that's what I thought too. And I was like, oh, no. clearly they're getting their work in harvest. No, no, not quite. Um, so it's a lot of... Uh, at, when they're at the school, because only about a, probably maybe 35, 40% of when is when they're at the school, is just them trying to learn how to become people like they're going through all these emotional change because they're still going through right puberty and all that so they're having mm. all these hormones they don't really understand but they're not being taught oh, so they're like teenagers how to become adults yeah i mean no one taught me how to become an so adult it's like either. why is this happening to me yeah and, and not only that but they don't really have any of the personality yeah. to be able to kind of amp up with that or anything right. and it also notes they are they are sterile so there's a lot of banging going on at the school and the teacher's just like whatever we don't even care as long as i don't have to see you doing it then whatever do just have at it whatever might be okay. worth the sterility it's not they aren't super concerned with the the well-being of their students because the obviously organ they're sex. just gonna die right their organ sacs and then eventually they they just leap they they lead they graduate and if that's what you want to call it and they go to basically like a group home where they live with older ex-students because there's also multiple academies, apparently. Mm. So you, you're not even necessarily living with your old classmates or anything like that. But Kathy goes off with Tommy and Ruth, who eventually get into a relationship for reasons because... Wait, Tommy was the dumb one and Ruth was the one always fucking with him? Right. So, <laughs> okay. Um, but it's not... Just implied, but Kathy really likes Tommy. Like they get along really well because he's he's a, he's a really nice guy, mm-hmm. and she is one of the people who's able to calm him off his rages once he realizes <laughs> he's being fucked with. And the rest of the book is really uh, them <laughs> trying to figure out what to do with themselves in the meantime. <laughs> like, oh, like, they've just kind of been released. Into it's like just waiting until into you're, you're called the British countryside, uh, and eventually you'll go work as a caregiver, and then eventually it'll be your time to donate. Which <laughs> is what they've been programmed this whole time, right? Yeah, and they don't care that it means their death. Well, they they there's always like the rumors of maybe man, there's maybe there's probably some way to get out of this. You know, maybe there's some run kind of the secret. fuck away. Well, I mean, you're you're on an island. You're obviously on, in the UK. You, you don't have citizenship. You don't have a passport. You don't have anything other than whatever you took away from the school. And you are you're dependent on them still because they're living in these group houses for housing. I mean, there's stuff. like twenty million twenty million undocumented immigrants in this country right now. It can't be that hard. I'm sure. I'm sure they have some kind of. I mean, they won't be able to leave at the point. Okay. There, there's a few who like think about it. They're like, man, while, while they're at school, and this is when you first figure out what's happening, then they're like, man, maybe I'll be a movie star in Hollywood someday. And one of the teachers is like, no, you're not going to be a movie star. You're going to die. It's like, whoa. Wow. 
So yeah, how are you introduced to this concept? Is it just kind of... That's pretty much how you're introduced to the concept. Diffuse, is that one interaction or just a million interactions like that? There's like hints. Like there's, it's like, because they're always talking about like donations and that that's what they're going to be doing later on, but it never really explains what donations are until it's like, yeah, you're going to donate uh, your kidney, your lung and stuff until you die. That's, but that's if you your, read the whole book, it's unambiguous. Like there's no doubt. As yeah, it tells you, about. yeah, you're you're... You're gonna die. You're gonna have a horrible end. You're gonna die very slowly of because you're gonna like lose a kidney. Maybe next time you'll lose part of your liver, and you're just gonna slowly deteriorate your physical condition. That's why they have mm. the carers, just these mindless whatevers, like caring after other mindless whatevers who are slowly dying. Of Whatever organ be failure. like, they might like take one <laughs> eye out or something, and then leave you with only one eye or something like that. I don't know if it ever goes into that, but it's, it's usually more serious organs so i guess the question that i have for you is uh going throughout this book i see you're trying to be vague because you don't want to give away any spoilers um what did you think of the book i found it very frustrating because of the reasons that have been brought up why don't you just run away that kind of thing yeah yeah. a weird quirk of this format of book review is that you kind of often end up defending the book that you don't even necessarily like and you have to be its representative well, yeah, I, th- I think it's hard too because you're like, you were not programmed that way growing up, right? That's so it's like, it's like, I know I would try to escape, but they they don't even know the concept of escape. They barely know of anything outside their own little bubble. For all they know, this is the whole world. What do you suppose the point of this book is? What is the author trying to tell us? Uh, be sad. You're gonna die. I, I will, and I am, but is that really all? It's, it's, it's a pretty dark book. It's, there's not a whole lot of light at the end of the tunnel in this mm. book. It's, uh, you know, they're talking about how their older friends, they're watching them slowly, slowly get die. worse and die. Like they talk about they go live with this other couple for a while, and, like, they talk about, oh, it, they call it completing when you die. You've completed your purpose, basically. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a shame. What's her name? Completed the other day. He's totally been out of shape about it. It sucks. And this is like constant tragedy pouring in the entire time. Gosh. Like knowing like every so character. was it hard to finish this book? It was, it was a pretty tough read. It was, it, it's, it's, it's dark. It's not, it's not, there's no cheer. So someone <laughs> that enjoys dark books would like this one. Yeah. So is, um, it, is it just kind of nihilistic that way? Like it's, I'm just. Trying to figure out what the point is. Well, I mean, there's obviously there's some kind of there's always the rumors of ways to get out of this. So the characters investigate these various things they've heard throughout the book before you know it's their time. They have the time limit, so they have like this because they don't urgency. they don't know when they're going to get called up. Yeah, like it could happen whenever they could because they're supposed to go work for like as a caregiver for a while, but if you suck at it. Then it's going to be like, oh, he'll just bump you up a few steps in line. Yeah. Which is why Kathy, at the beginning of the book, she says she's been doing it for 11 years. That's pretty beyond the norm for Mm. them. Oh, so like she doesn't have a lot of time left. Probably not. And she's actually, well, I'm not going to go to the end there, but. (laughs) Okay. Well, tell me how, uh, like, this is a dark book, hard for you to read. If we know that people would like this book if they like darker type of books. Yeah. Or books where there doesn't seem like there's a lot of hope. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, if you if you get invested in the characters, which I mean, I kind of like Tommy, uh, Ruth. 
I can That's go what I was going to say. Is there a character that you uh, wish you would know more about? Or I mean, Tommy's probably the most... He, he tries to change the most. Because yeah. Cassie doesn't really change the entire book. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of going through the motions. She's kind she of doesn't a frustrating know what, She doesn't character. know what to do. She's pretty frustrating. Ruth is... She's obviously not a good person, but she's an interesting character. Like She actually goes off on one point trying to find her source. Like, who am I cloned clone, from? Like, clone where, where's my origin? What kind of person was she? That kind of yeah. thing. Okay. All right, Brass Tacks. Uh, well, what do you give it out of 10? I don't know. Maybe like a, a 7. Was, that's, a, that's pretty high for... I mean that's like a, a B minus. It it's it's pretty tough to get through. It's kind of it's very sad. Obviously, uh, said that a few you're times. smiling while you say that. I just want the <laughs> listeners to know that. Uh, I mean, I've read a child called It, so I'm I can deal. If, with you, sad. if you're expecting like a dystopian novel with a big uprising, kind of super battles and all that kind of stuff, like we're going to overcome the tyranny. This and is more about like the human experience. Yeah, that's a question. Yeah. I, helplessness. I had, is there any sort of resolution, or is it just kind of peter out? Um, I mean, they eventually find the answers of why this super secret gallery has been set up with the best of the best artwork and stuff like that. That's like the question I'm the um, least interested and in. And they get an answer <laughs> to, is there an exception for people like us? Can we get out of this somehow? Uh, what's going on? Because you also learn that the schools are also slowly shutting down. Um, like I think a few years after they leave the school, it actually shuts down. They're like, we don't know what happened. Hmm. Kind of communication has been cut off entirely, except for from the caring hospices. I guess that's pretty much the only communication they're getting anymore. So it's kind of they're kind of left in the dark for a long period of time. Oh yeah, huh? Hmm. Seven out of ten, huh? Yeah. Well, it sounds like, uh, see, I'm sitting here, I'm listening to us. I'm like, Oh, like, well, I'm really curious about like the artwork. I'm really curious about what this character is discovering or what other characters are discovering. The sense of helplessness, I'm aware like certain characters get paralyzed by, which seems like what happened to the main character while other characters try to find some type of way out of it. Uh, it sounds like it tries to explore that different perspective through the different characters in the book. Uh, which is an interesting thing. That had been really hard for the author, really. What's the title again? Never Let Me Go. If I were to read the book, would it become apparent why it's called Never Let Me Go? Like I said, it is vaguely a romance novel. It is, it's a romance taking a, a huge backseat, it sounds like, to the, yeah, to the overall dystopian nature. She's trying to get Tommy. She is trying to get Tommy. Who isn't trying to get Tommy? Tommy's a dreamboat. <laughs> I mean, he his is organs are right for the picking. Organs, I mean, yeah. he is—he's a big guy. He's very athletic. So yeah, I guess you could say he would be a dreamboat to them. But he's also a huge idiot, dumb as a box of dog shit. <laughs> sure, and not very good at art. <laughs> so he doesn't—he doesn't get a Walkman. <laughs> he does not get a Walkman. He gets. In his fact, people kind of shame him early on for not contributing. <laughs> Jack to the whole exchange thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tommy, don't you even try. You don't want to, you want to like buy our artwork to put in your room? Do you not like us? Are we not worth the effort? I'm just not a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of suck. I feel bad for Tommy now. Why isn't he the main character? 
Sounds like Seamus, which is that was the main character. Yeah. I could take it or leave it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for sharing that, and thank you guys for joining us. Uh, next time we'll go through our next book. We will not do a dystopian. <laughs> we don't have two in a row. Um, yeah, only if I don't go next. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to admit, my next one's probably going to be dystopian. Too. All right. All right. <laughs> next episode's going to be a Craig episode. It, it's It'll winter. You know, it's a depressing time of year. I, I will not choose dystopian because I don't typically do dystopian. And, and I'm going to jump right back into it. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for joining us uh, for this episode. And until we give you guys another review next time. Enjoy your reading. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We hope that you found it enjoyable. If you have any books of your own that you feel like would be great for us to read and to review on the podcast, or if you have any comments about any of the books that we've reviewed, please email us at booksandbeerreview at gmail.com, or you can visit our website to listen to more episodes of different books that we've reviewed at booksandbeerreview.podbean.com. Until next time, happy reading.